The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. Oh my goodness, did you know today is Sesame Street Day? On this day in 1969, Sesame Street debuted. Wow, Sesame Street Day. You watched Sesame Street when you were a kid, Andy? Barely. Yeah, you didn't watch it a lot, you're right. So, welcome to the family with... Officer Dave. Josh Arnold, Mr. Money Talk. And Andy Rampernard. That's all you need to know, right? So, Josh, what's the latest... What's the latest? See, I know you guys are on the internet all the time. Yes. And if you're like me, my my use of my iPhone and getting on the internet or using an app is playing solitaire. That's pretty much me. So it's about about the only game that I I play. I don't think Apple makes any money off my solitaire. Probably not. Subscription. They do make money off my news subscription, off my music subscription, and several other other things that they're going to collect at least 30 cents on every every dollar, and good for them. I'm very happy as a shareholder of Apple. But on my solitaire feed, I continue to get, we'll say, advertisements to buy stuff from Timu or Shine. Mm-hmm. And I kind of, eh, just, you're interrupting my solitaire game. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so today I find that Timu has overtaken Shine in terms of sales in Japan and South Korea. Both companies have made tremendous inroads in the United, United States, and both are trying to compete with Amazon and other retail outlets selling cheap goods i've never even heard of shine well just what? go to my go to my um my solitaire app and <laughs> play it long <laughs> enough and you'll see it and you'll you'll find it but i'm sure you've heard of timu yes okay timu is owned by a chinese company pdd corporation which also owns a, a chinese retail or internet retailer called Pinobo. Pin, yeah. And the stock is currently trading at $108 a share at a um, PE of 20, 27 and trades uh, about six and three quarters 
of sales. So it's a little bit on the expensive side as a retailer, maybe a little bit on the expensive side on a price to sales basis uh, for an internet company, but they are increasing their, their revenue. And I thought, hmm, that's kind of, that's kind of interesting. And I say this ahead of a meeting coming up this Wednesday in San Francisco, that city by the bay, um, where if you go to Candlestick, well, no, Candlestick Park no longer exists. <laughs> no. But having watched baseball in July at Candlestick Park, an announcement comes oh, over yeah. in about the sixth inning. If you would like a blanket, go up there. <laughs> love and that. You can get a blanket uh, and some hot chocolate. It will be available to you for a nominal fee. But if you go to, to San Francisco this, this Wednesday, uh, the President of the United States is going to meet with the President of China to discuss... Uh, trade and other other events and that could be or i'm hoping that that could be a positive uh, for a number of u.s companies that do business in china or have manufacturing facilities in china which would include of course favorite apple old favorite nike starbucks uh, general motors and a host of technology companies including uh, market leader uh, NVIDIA, uh, which, whose shares have shot up on the backs of generative artificial intelligence. And that is one of, the comp one of two companies now considered the granddaddy. It's only been, you know, artificial intelligence has been around for a long time. Generative artificial intelligence has only been talked about uh, uh, this year, uh, but they are considered, we'll say, the leaders uh, that in that space right now, NVIDIA and Microsoft, and Microsoft hit an all-time high this, this past week as they introduced their new software program, uh, which includes generative mm -hmm. AI. Copilot, I think. Yeah, Copilot. Thank you very much. Oh, uh, look at you too. Andy is on the ball. Copilot. Well, at this point, you can't open an application without it telling you about its new AI. So that's I've, true. I've been witness to them all. <laughs> so we don't know whether this is a lot of hype or how it's going to be used, but AI has been around for a long time. Uh, some companies just continue to call it uh, machine learning which is what it is uh, but generative artificial intelligence sounds a, a lot sexier and you probably can make some more money yeah it's a lot more venture capitalist friendly of a term we like that mm -hmm. um, but most most every company at least that I'm familiar with has used some type of generative, artificial intelligence now they uh, the, the u.s government now is getting very involved in all that are they not well the u.s government through the the president has issued an executive order yeah yeah um <clears throat> trying to spur some regulation and i do believe that most of the technology companies want the government to 
set out some boundaries mm-hmm. initially, and that could prevent uh, sometime in the future, whether the FTC or the Department of Justice getting involved and saying, oh, Tom, you have a monopoly on generative AI, oh, yeah. among other, other things, plus, plus the need to, pro- um, to provide some firewalls so somebody doesn't, um, we'll say, mimic you without yeah, your, right. your knowledge. So, and that, that was also one of the issues in the recent uh, actor strike that has been, re- been currently resolved. Mm-hmm. Now, they, uh, is it Meta? Meta as in Facebook, yeah. Instagram, Reels, Oculus. Yes, Meta. And they issued a statement saying you got to let us. What, what did they want to know? Have you seen this thing? This, they, Meta said we need to find out who's using artificial intelligence uh, wrong in the incorrect way. That I have not, not seen, but I'm sure that there are plenty of yeah. plenty of uh, characters that have um, used artificial intelligence in the wrong way or are trying to find some nefarious use for it. How did we ever get this far where we have to do these kind of things? Well, just the uh, expansion of technology, we'll say, the use of social media, and as things develop, somebody... <clears throat> tries to figure out, well, how can we get around something? How can we right, take advantage right. of something? Um, yeah, when I hopped it's, off... It's, so- just, it's just a different way to, way to do this. I suppose. When I hopped off social media 11 years ago, I think people got sick of me telling them to F off. That might have been the reason I left. You really told them that? Yeah, absolutely. Oh, my goodness. It wasn't AI. And that, and that, that was actually and that, me. And that, and, that was all, and that was your family. <laughs> yeah. Well, among others, you know. <laughs> I mean, no, that's I, the only reason that I was even used used uh, any social, social media. And my wife and daughter said, you've got to be on Facebook. That's the only way you're going to see pictures of your granddaughter. Yeah. It's like, yeah. what do I... What do I need this for? And Andy, what do you guys use now? You use uh, to send. Uh, Melissa sends out all the pictures on what? Uh, well, for the family's purpose, we use an app called Family Album. Family, but where does it appear on the app? Family Album. Oh, it's just called Family <laughs> Album because yes. oh, I thought it was because it, it popped up here. Let me hold on. One second. There are let pictures on Facebook, but that's not like the primary. What's the end? Uh, messenger. Messenger. That would be Facebook. Oh, that's Facebook because it says because I get I get some of them sent to me through there, and um, you and you can't you can't can't access them. So set yourself up with a family album. And then I'm good to go. And then you're mm-hmm. good to, good to go. No question about it. So how's the economy looking, Josh? To me, Tom, the economy looks looks pretty good. See, I love hearing that because everybody thinks we're all going to cave in. Well, if if you want to survey a you know, different people in different parts of the mm-hmm. country or in different industries, things are things are bad. Um, but I I've always used my shopping center parking lot indicator to tell me whether the economy is good. Yeah, or not. yeah, it's not a bad people idea. People are out spending money. The economy's good. <clears throat> now my my office is across the street from Southdale, and Southdale is not a hopping mall. No, it hasn't anymore. been. <clears throat> it hasn't been. So. Yeah. You know, my office has been across from Southdale since 
1978. So one time, Southdale was was hopping. No, not not so much anymore, unless you're parking about around the newer part of Southdale, which has got Lifetime Fitness. Right. And they're they're hopping all the time. Yeah. Yeah. But if you're parking by Macy's, maybe not not so much. But that's that's is my indicator to the uh, health of the economy. Uh, if people are shopping, people going to the malls, um, the economy is going to uh, get humming along primarily because most of the economy is still consumer uh, consumer driven. You know what I love the most is the one mall that closed down long ago just happened to border North Minneapolis. Brookdale tore that thing down. What about twenty five years ago? Yeah, I remember <laughs> when they tore it down. Yep. My neighborhood even ruined a dale. What do you think? Of that? <laughs> well, that that becomes that that's that's an issue with a lot of places. If when crime increases, mm -hmm. or when um, I'll just say when when crime increases, people just do not want to go. To where the crime is, and maybe you had the same same experience at Southdale, but we used to go to Brookdale, mm -hmm. which was the name of it out there in uh, Brooklyn Center. It's Brooklyn Center, right? Yes, yeah. out in Brooklyn Center, and to be there as a late teen, early twenties, you know, Christmas shopping or doing whatever, that was such a thrill to have all of that right there together. It was just wonderful. Mm -hmm. Why would they want to destroy that? I don't get it. Again. Um, I don't, I don't know. You know, it's, yeah. it's, um, you know, first, first it's kids with, you know, okay, what can I get, get away with with a five finger discount? Yeah, very true. Okay. Uh, then it becomes, and, and it's taking small, small items. Then the stores say, you know what? We're not allowing kids, kids in. And then the kids complain to their parents and the parents complain to the stores well, it's not our kids that are doing it. Right. It's somebody else's kids. And, you know, it, you should be increasing your security. So if the increased security comes comes and happens to see you with your sticky fingers, putting something in your pocket that you haven't paid for, and they bring you into the security office at the mall, have you call your parents and your parents come down and say, Tommy couldn't have done that. He's such a nice boy. <laughs> such a nice kid. No question. Um, but that, so it's some, and then it just ex expands from there. Well, the sad thing about it is you're talking about Southdale not being busy at all anymore. Southdale was the very first mega mall in the world. Yeah. People don't realize that, I think. Southdale was first. I think Brookdale was second. And now, you know, you get the Mall of America, which is, a, I think it's probably the biggest super mall in the world now, isn't it? I don't, th I think there are a couple others that are... That are that bigger are, than that? That are, that are bigger than that. I think Holy one in New God. Jersey, one in Canada. I oh, think, I think in Edmonton, they, yeah. they started, when they built that originally, mm -hmm. it was. It was, yeah. yeah. But the same people own the one in Edmonton, right? I yeah, think. the Gramazzi, or... Yeah, the, it was Germazian. It was Germazian, yeah. But one of the things, even at even at Mall of America, uh, is crime increased. Oh sales, God, yes. Sales go down. Mm -hmm. <laughs> uh, if you look, 
you know, I'm not sure how many restaurants are there on the fourth floor. Yeah. Um, I don't know anymore. I haven't been out to Mall of America in quite some time, no, actually. No real desire to go uh, to, the, to the Mall of America, but they've had some turnover even in their anchor, anchor stores. Well, they had a national TV show about the cops at the Mall of America. Yeah. Did you ever see that? No. Yeah, the cop. What is it? What's it? It's just called the mall. Co- mall cops. Mall cops might have been. Yeah, it's but, ma- Mall of America. The co- police force at the Mall of America became a national TV. They show. had. They had a. <laughs> uh, their director of security was a little, little guy. I mean, he wasn't. He. I don't think he stood five six, but he was uh, Israeli, um, in the Israeli army, and then came here mm-hmm. and ended up taking over and running. Oh, that I remember mall. that guy. Yeah, yeah Sam Rosen. I think. Was his I name. think that's right. And because I I worked out there for a company, a subcontractor company, while I was looking for my first cop job. Oh, I didn't know. I didn't oh, know yeah. you worked out there. Oh yeah. Did you ever have to say to go? Don't tell me what to do. No, no, I never had to do that. We we were in charge <laughs> of of doing the. They had that program where they would. Uh, you were not allowed to be in the mall. After like 5 p.m., unless you were accompanied by an adult under the age of 14. You know, if you were under the age of 14, you had to be accompanied by an adult. That's very smart, yeah. actually. Very and that smart. was, you know, that was 25 years ago. But God, I never went to a movie there. Was a movie theater nice or is it still I there? I never or? went to. I worked there and I went there for that. Uh, you only just worked there? Yep. And then I think the wife and I, we went to Forrest Gump at the... When Forrest Gump's no, restaurant was there, oh yeah, um, we went there once for our anniversary, which was yesterday, by the way. We didn't go there yesterday, but <laughs> so you, you didn't want to just get married on my birthday. You had to wait one day later. Yeah, it was 1991. <laughs> <laughs> Trust me, brother. We had plenty of snow that day and yeah. cold. It was yeah. 1991, Andy. You remember that? Uh, you remember that Halloween? Yeah, I just turned five. <laughs> that was that was a great a great. Halloween for my kids because of three feet of snow. My kid, my two boys kept bringing home pillowcases. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> well, yeah. No one was going out, so people were like, "We got to get rid of this candy. Let's just yeah. give the give it all to the next kid." Yep. And Andy, oh. what did you go as? Uh, I don't remember. Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle. That sounds about right. And Alex was a witch. <laughs> and she was only two and a half, so. When you need someone to listen, a lawyer you know and trust. In a world filled with distractions, one law firm stands tall, fighting for justice. Bradshaw and Bryant. I'm Mike Bryant from Bradshaw and Bryant. We take our mission very seriously. Our firm is dedicated to representing those who have suffered due to the fault of others, especially when they're distracted by their phones. Four seconds. That's all it takes to travel the length of a football field. But those same four seconds can change lives forever. Don't be the person who causes irreversible damage to others or yourself. Put your phone down when you're behind the wheel and be aware of your surroundings. Bradshaw and Bryant have championed the rights of the injured for over three decades. We excel at what we do. Bradshaw and Bryant is ready to fight for you. Find Bradshaw and Bryant, personal injury attorneys at minnesotapersonalinjury.com. Seeking justice for the injured. Brad, Sean, Bryant.
Tom here. For years, you've heard me talk about my friends at North American Banking Company. They have great online and mobile banking options, plus friendly employees who are always ready to help. And with their location in Maple Grove now open, it's even more convenient for me and my family. Go visit my friends at any one of their six Twin Cities locations or go online to nabankco.com to learn more. Why not bank with my banker? North American Banking Company, a better banking experience, member FDIC and equal housing lender. You all have helped build my fellow into the incredible company it is today and have trusted in Mike Lindell to give you a great night's sleep. Mike's latest incredible deal is on the Giza Dream Sheets, which you've heard me rave about before, that's for sure. These sheets are made from the world's best cotton, Giza. They are ultra soft and breathable, yet extremely durable. Right now, the Giza Dream Sheets at its lowest price ever. These sheets are 60% off, coming in as low as $39.99 with promo code TOM. All these crazy alien stories can't be true, can they? Hey, it's Stephen Diener, host of the Unidentified Alien Podcast. And whether you're new to the conversation or have been looking into it for years, you need to check out the fastest growing alien show out there, the Unidentified Alien Podcast, or UAP for short. There's a crazy amount of alien encounter stories out there from all over the world. And the beauty of it is that I bring them all to you and let you decide what you believe. Download and subscribe to UAP on any of the major podcasting platforms. And you can also find it on UAPpodcast.com. So, Josh, we have a question from the chat. He wants you to talk about the recent 30-year bond auction. I don't know the what one, he's the one, The one that didn't go, go well yesterday? I would assume so. So what's that all about? Well, on a regular basis, the government auctions off bonds to raise, raise more money. Mm-hmm. So yesterday, um, coincidental to my friend... And I say that in quotes because I've never met the man, uh, <laughs> Fed Chief uh, uh, Jerome Powell. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, spoke on the need again to be vigilant. Uh, the Fed is on the case. We are very vigilant and about inflation. Inflation has not reached our target of two percent. Mm-hmm. Uh, so. We could, data-dependent, continue to raise rates uh, to keep the economy um, from overheating. Overheating. He didn't use the term overheating, but that's been an old term. And the Fed is quite concerned that they don't do too much or too little. But during that period of time, the the government came out with with a bond bond offer for longer-term bonds that was not well-received. Oh. Uh, so that tended to increase rates uh, and decrease prices. So where so is inflation? I am not, I am not in, inflation is uh, in the, right now in the uh, mid-3% range. So it's come down significantly from mm-hmm. where, it, right. where it once was. Mm-hmm. Still not great, though. Well, it's very interesting you you bring this this up. I'm not a well. I'll just finish this uh, answer to to the um, to the questioner. I'm not a, an investor in bonds. Uh, right. Don't right, do not yeah. want to invest in short term bonds, long term bonds, or very long long term bonds. Because I'm I'm of the belief that the economy over over any period of time is going to continue to to grow, and the economy will grow over a period of time at a significant rate where I can get a better return owning assets 
of um, companies that are able to increase sales, increase their earnings, and provide a product or service that is that is needed. Uh, so I'd rather own stocks, or if if I don't want to own individual stocks, I can go buy a buy the S and P index, mm -hmm. and the S and P index is going to typically outperform on a long-term basis government bonds. Um, I think the purpose for somebody can even considering government bonds is might be the safety uh, in that if you put your do a dollar in the bond today, at the end of the time period of that bond, you're going to get your dollar back. And in the meantime, twice a year, the government's going to pay you um, some money. So if you've got five percent, you know, five percent uh, bond every, um, you know, for every, um, we'll say for every thousand dollars that's in that that bond, you're going to get twenty five dollars twice twice a year, fifty bucks. Fifty dollars. And at the end of the period of time, whether it's a year, two years, five years, ten years, thirty years, you'll get your thousand dollars back. In the meantime, your the principal is going to go up and down based on changes in interest rates. So interest rates go up. You want to sell your bond prior to maturity. You're going to get less money. So that one one uh, dro uh, the drop from three to two percent is that significant in terms of inflation? Yeah, yeah. that'll so that'll be very very significant. That's what I thought. Yeah. But and I say here's here's the but. I was listening to a an interview with a money manager, Ron Barron, who runs the uh, Barron Capital Management and has the whole group of Barron uh, mutual funds. Mm -hmm. And he happens to be very, very big in Tesla. I'm not, I'm not an investor in Tesla. Um, I'm just, I like, the car might be nice, I just do not like car companies. He's a very big investor in Tesla and he has made his fund a lot of money on Tesla having owned it for a long period of time. Yeah. But he was asked about inflation and about investing in bonds. He said he's never owned a bond in his life or in his investment uh, career. So his investment career is longer than mine. He's he's closing in on 80 years, 80 years old. Oh, okay. He is <clears throat> his funds have been quite successful, although you know, they're going to fluctuate because he, like me... Well, we um, lose... No, that's your microphone, not the... That's my microphone? Oh, now it's fine. There okay. You go. You're good. Uh, he, like me, uh, has concentrated and focused portfolios. So overweight uh, certain companies that he... That, to his mind or my mind, offer very strong long-term potential. His happens to be... He's overweight Tesla. I happen to be overweight uh, Apple. Um, but he's never owned a bond in his, his fund. He says, why? And the question is, well, you know, inflation is, is high if you buy bonds and um, interest rates come down. You know, those bond values are going to go up, particularly if, if inflation comes down. He said, oh, in his lifetime, inflation's averaged about four and a half percent or his investment lifetime right so that dates back through the through the 1970s and through that period of time you know the stock market has gone up and down but i think when he first started investing 
which would have been in the, he said, the late 60s, the Dow was at 1,000. Oh, God. Okay. So <clears throat> now you've, you've got the, the Dow, Dow Jones at, uh, hold on here, just so I get this correct, 34,000. From 1,000 to 34,000. Okay, okay, so we go from about 1970 through, through today. Mm -hmm. If you had a bond, if you bought a, a bond at that point in time, so back in 1970, bonds were about 7%, you could probably get a 7% yield. So if you had, and that would be a, oh, a little over a 50-year uh, bond, you'd get your, uh, for each 1000 bucks in, you'd get your 70 bucks each year, mm -hmm. and today your bond would be worth thousand bucks. That's the deal. That's the deal with the bond. I know. I do have a question. I'm glad you brought up Tesla, because the word all over the national news now is nobody wants to buy an electric car. They have no interest because apparently, digging for the cobalt poisons the atmosphere more than gasoline fumes. That. Could be. I just, I just, look, I've, I've always looked at why do you want to buy an, an electric car? Right. Um, I happen to like my internal combustion engine. <laughs> I'm like, with you, Josh. I'm a, I'm a motorhead. I'm 100% no, with you. You can't, you know, I can't fix them anymore. No. But I like, I like that. I like shifting, putting the clutch in, releasing the clutch, yeah. pressing down on the gas. Shifting. Yep. Well, now I've got. I now have six gears instead of three. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Um, Mine's just a five-speed. So there you go. Um, but the need to buy, you know, an electric car, unless you're, you know, if you're driving around town, I can, I can understand. Yeah, it. but not to travel. But if you're, if you're traveling, <laughs> yeah, that's, it's I, going I to, agree. It's going to take you twice as long. Yep. Uh, to do that, the cost of you know an electric vehicle um, is a lot higher initially mm -hmm. and I'm guessing it'd probably level off because you don't have all this maintenance that I do with uh, my ICE <laughs> uh, as opposed to the EV but the cost of the EV the initial cost is is very high and I know that there are a lot of people who bought that We'll say to signal their virtue. Yeah, absolutely. In, in dealing with climate or or something else. The other thing that was very nice uh, for uh, uh, for sales uh, was you got a seventy five hundred dollar tax credit. Right. Yeah. So right. okay, I'm going to put in a hundred thousand dollars to buy the car, and I've just saved myself. $7,500 in, in taxes. So the bulk of the people who are originally buying EVs and primarily Teslas, which is still the leader in electric vehicles, mm -hmm. um, were upper middle class or upper class uh, individuals. Yeah, it seems very expensive. it's very um, interesting too. Last night, for some some strange reason, I said, you know, I'd like to go back and and start in again with the TV series Suits. No, it's a good series. So watching the very 
I don't know whether it's the first episode, but one of the episodes in there, uh, one of the lawyers, Harvey, uh, who's a car nut, takes his date, gets into a one of the original Teslas. Because you can see Tesla is painted on the, the side of the car. Oh, yeah. And I'm looking at that. I said, I have never seen that Tesla. It was a two-seat Tesla sports car. I had one. one. Oh, you have one? I had one. Okay. I was one of the first people in America to buy one of those Teslas. You're just a rich guy. Oh, here. Yeah, that thing was a buck 25, by the way. And that was, what, 20 years ago now? Yeah. So, I mean, 15, this, this, is, this, is, this series is, you know, I think dates back to 2011. I've never had seen the Tesla sports car, which I understand was just a rocket of a car. Problem was that if it uh, broke down on the freeway, I'd like to say your battery stopped working they would have to come and take it away with a helicopter because they couldn't move it. Once it <laughs> shut down, the wheels would not turn, so you, you'd have to leave your car right on the freeway. Not good planning, I would say, but it was a buck, buck 25, I think it was 2004, so it was, it's almost 20 years they've been on that. Wow. I owned one of the first one in, ones in America, and it just, when I found out that if the wheels locked up, I said, I can't be driving this car, that would not be a good idea. So but I don't know. But in, in, in any case, here's, um, you know, here's, here are these, these cars, electric vehicles. The price point is not, uh, is not affordable. No, for, that's my problem most, with them. For most people. No, they're like, uh, what, $15,000 over an ICE? Yeah. It's, easily. It's, it's too, way too expensive for the average person. And yeah, it's it not is. like regular cars are exactly cheap anymore either. Because once you get all of the uh, nickel and dime stuff out of the way, even the cheapest car out there is going to run you thirty thousand dollars. Oh yeah, is, is that that's a new car as opposed to a yeah. used car? Yep. Yeah. If you want anything even approaching affordable, you got to buy used. Except thanks to the chip shortage, used cars weren't affordable for several years either. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah, that's right. That's exactly right. I don't know. It's a weird... The other thing about it, I guess, is a huge problem. They, they discovered a, one of the world's largest cobalt mines in Utah or something. You know about this? Utah. Somewhere out in the... In the no, I, did, I just saw something this morning in the, in the uh, Wall Street Journal. Some guy just... I don't know whether this was for um, shits and grins, but uh, he bought a coal mine for $2 million. He bought a coal mine. Why did he want a coal mine? mine? I think this was could well have been in in Montana. An abandoned coal mine. Maybe thought, okay, somebody's going to want to use this again. And lo and behold, some people came around. They asked them if they could do some testing on this. And what did they find in this mine? Rare earth minerals. There you go. And this... Two million dollar investment oh, on a lark is now worth. Yep, I'm guessing bees. there's bills. There's, yeah. there's some bees after that. <laughs> wow, bees! Isn't that amazing? Yeah, yeah. I guess one of the problems. Did you, did you look and see where that cobalt mine is, Andy? Uh, let's see. Well, it's, it would be a deposit, I suppose. Idaho. Oh, it's Idaho. Yeah, you're absolutely right. It is in Idaho. They're opening a new cobalt, America's first and only cobalt mine. And I guess it's one of, the, one of the biggest in the world. 
they've discovered. This cobalt mine is one of the biggest in the world. But the problem is, and it's causing a lot of consternation, they're going to have to tear down entire forests to be able to dig in there and get the cobalt out. They have to tear down all these trees. So that doesn't look too good when you're trying to save the trees, but you have to tear them down to get at the cobalt <laughs> to save the trees. To make your car to save the trees. <laughs> That's a problem. It's a it's a huge problem. It is. It is. No I mean, question. It, any anytime you're doing any type of uh, mining, yeah. Um, you know, I'll say, because that be that's still surface mining. Uh, mm -hmm. You're going to be digging big big holes, and you're going to be eliminating a lot of uh, trees. I'll just and ask, among other things. I'll ask one more question. We can get off the car deal, but what is the problem with these electric cars? When they start on fire, you just have to let them burn because you can't put them out. What's a lithium fire? What's well, a lithium fire? That's what it is, Andy. Mm -hmm. They can't. They have to sit there and just stand there and watch it burn. They can't put it out. Yep, why why can't much. they put it out, Andy? Well, I mean, big gasoline fires are kind of the same way. Same with coal fires. You know, you get yeah, enough fuel true. in one area, you set it on fire. There's nothing you can do because it, it's fuel. It burns itself. If there's an oxidizer in there, there's nothing you can do. Isn't there one out in Pennsylvania that's been burning for like 200 years? Yeah, Centralia, I think it's, it's Centralia, called. Centralia, I think it is. Been burning for like 200 yep, the years. The Centralia mine fire uh, <laughs> that's, started. That's over a town. <laughs> yeah. It was a town. It was a town. Uh, yeah. 1962, it started. Good God. And it will burn for about another 250 years. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> they can't put it out. No, it's literally like oh. miles of caverns that are on fire because they're made out of coal. So it's basically like hell. You know, it's like trying to put out hell. <laughs> it's true. You're yeah. not going to be able to do that. No. So it's going to be actually 300 years, not 200. Uh, once it finally burns out, yeah. <laughs> wow. God. Yeah, and people uh, people go there and take like videos and stuff. It's like you'll see craters opening up in the roads with smoke and fire oh, billowing God. out of them. Yeah, I cannot imagine how much pollution that place is putting out. Oh Jesus! Yeah, coal burning for three hundred yeah. years—that'll do it. Just figure out figure out a way to convert that into energy. Into uh, energy. I mean, honestly, used, yeah, used that would to, you know create a power plant from it. Yeah, probably that would be the best case scenario. Is like you know vent that hot air out into somewhere and then use that as energy. And didn't it start burning because of a lightning strike? If I remember. It's been years since they uh, still it. they don't know what caused it. Oh, so that was just speculation back when I heard that it was a lightning strike. Well, it would make sense. Yeah, it would make sense absolutely. But in any case, and uh, are there any other horrible things to buy in this economy? Horrible <laughs> things to buy. Well, I'm not. I'm not a. I'm not a miner. Or, no, you know, no. But I do. You know, I did did read where the. Um, Senator from one of the biggest coal mining states said that he was not going to run for re-election in 2024, Joe Manchin. Joe Manchin, yeah. Uh, That's upsetting a few people, I know, because they doubt, they doubt because uh, he's a Democrat. Mm -hmm. And, well, he's a very middling Democrat, I would say. He's not very extreme in his views and positions, but they, they highly doubt they can, they can keep that, uh, that seat in the Democratic Party, from what I understand. Well, I'm not a politician. No, I'm not either. I, don't I, I have opinions on politi politics, but I am not a, I'm not a politician.
Do you think we were talking about this, uh, you know, what happened yesterday, Gelfand and I were talking on the show, and, and Mike wanted to talk about politics and all the rest of it. So we did, and he and I agree on very little. But at the end, there was no hatred. There's no stop talking to me. At least I told him I loved him, and he told me he loved me. You don't have to agree on everything. One of people to get off this, just get away from me. I don't want to even see well, you I anymore. Do, I, I would have one question for Mike. Yes. Uh, because my, my, girl, my girlfriend brought this up, that there was a 22-year-old that became mayor of St. Louis Park. That's correct. And I, and I was like, what? What kind of experience? Yeah, not a lot business, of experience. Business, you know, business, <laughs> political, or other yeah. experience would a 22-year-old have uh, to become a mayor? Well, she's very pretty. That's one good thing. <laughs> You're not impressed with that. <laughs> not, look, not, not impressed. Look, we—that's—that's that's exactly what I'm talking about. This over-the-top. I have to prove something to you, people. It's like, would you calm down? Everybody's angry and everybody's pissed off, and I hate you because of this and that. And I'm going to teach you a lesson. It's like, whatever. Relax. Why have we? Why is the world so angry? Oh, you should have seen the look on it. Oh, you could see the look on his face. (laughs) Oh, my gosh. The world's so angry. Oh, it's unbelievable. I didn't get my, uh, I didn't get my cereal this morning. I have no idea. Maybe that's what it is. I just, again, the the point that I think Mike and, and I made yesterday is you don't have to hate someone because they have the polar opposite views that you have. I mean, neither one of us is going to change the world in a great way, in a mass way. Why do people get so upset by that stuff? I don't get it. I have never, never gotten it. No, and Andy, you're a different generation. What do you think? I think it's not worth talking about. Well, but you have to talk about it because if we got to a point where when you talked about politics, it had a happy ending, even though you both don't agree... It's not the only thing that matters in the world, for Christ's yeah, sake. We're not at that point. Of course, of course, no, I, I, get, I get accused all the time. Well, the only thing that matters to you is the direction of the stock market. <laughs> yeah. Okay? That's... What's your uh, job? That, that's true. But it's <laughs> you your know, job. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, there, there are a lot of things that, that matter, matter to me, but, mm-hmm. you, know, I, um, you know, I'm concerned with, you know, my, my girlfriend, yes. my kids... My grandkids. Absolutely. Um, I'm concerned that I'm able to get up and shuffle shuffle out in the street and try to try to run. That that's those are concerns with me. I'm concerned that is the restaurant that I'm going to go to have good service. Yeah, that, sure. Uh, are they well, going to bring me my iced tea when I when I want it? But, you know, broadly speaking, you know, it probably still comes down to, you know, my focus, which is what the heck is going on in the, in the economy, what kinds of companies are going to benefit from, from what, what's going on in the, you know, broad, broad economy, or right. are the investments that I've made or the companies that I've chosen, are they going to continue to, um, to grow and expand? I mean, how is draft? You know, how is DraftKings going to yeah. um, make money during this football season, and then baseball season, basketball season, 
Are more people going to use that that product, or are they going to be saying, you know what, we're going to set up an account on ESPN Bet, which is uh, well, ESPN still owned by Disney, but they cut a deal with uh, Penn Gaming, and how is that going to to impact, um, we'll say, DraftKings, or more people going to go? using one or the other or maybe they they use both because it's a very competitive mm -hmm. uh very competitive space uh, we'll say sports betting and i gaming uh very 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 competitive and i think the current leader right now is DraftKings, although uh fanduel, oh, FanDuel said they're, yeah. they're, they said well we're still bigger uh fanduel's parent uh, flutter reported their earnings uh, which were not as good as expected. Oh, really? So their their stock, which is you can own that as an um, ADR market depository receipt, because they they trade in uh, London. Uh, but there is talk that Fanduel will be spun out. You know, it was it was acquired by Flutter. FanDuel was a Canadian company, was acquired oh, I, by I did not know that. Flutter. <clears throat> and now they're thinking of spinning it back out in, in America as an American company so it would trade. Then you have a little company called um, Fanatics, which I think is a sports sportswear company. Fanatics? That, okay. Yeah. Um, selling or yeah, selling anything related to fans and sports, they want to get into uh, sports gaming and iGaming. I'm not sure how that's going to, you know, to work out, but that's their, their thought. You have uh, the other competitors in that, that space from uh, Caesars to MGM Bets, which is uh, done, done very well. MGM reported uh, some pretty good numbers this past, past week. The only Actually, all of their segments, whether it's uh, their Las Vegas segment, their regional gaming, and their uh, Macau site did very, very well. Uh, here's, here's a little company uh, that, and I say little, M MGM, which is one of the dominant players in Las Vegas. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> um, so their market capitalization is a little over $13 billion dollars. They authorized uh, a two billion dollar share buyback. They said instead of paying a dividend, we're going to buy back shares and uh, share repurchases by companies are benef beneficiary to or benefit to shareholders because it reduces the number of shares outstanding, making the the company worth worth more. You need to know a guy for your auto repairs, legal issues, banking, and more. The same goes for investment advice. You need a guy to help you be successful, someone you can trust who gets results. Well, I got a guy for you, Josh Arnold. Josh gives you straight talk, not sugar-coated advice about your financial situation. Josh has seen it all when it comes to economic and market conditions, and Josh can make sure that your retirement objectives match your investments. Do yourself a favor and call Josh now for a no-obligation, 48-minute evaluation. You've got nothing to lose, and you'll get a different point of view for your investments. Call Josh at 952-925-5608. 
That is 952-925-5608. You'll be glad that you did. And tell him his his guy, Tom, sent you. Investment services offered by Josh Arnold Investment Consultant, LLC, a security investment advisor. Past performance is no guarantee of future results. All investments involve risk. All comments and opinions are Josh Arnold's and do not constitute investment advice. Tom Bernard is a paid endorser. But most people love to bet still. A lot, a lot of people. When I was a kid, I don't think, ev- it's, what? I don't think it's nearly as big as it used to be. <clears throat> well, I think it, I think it's bigger. And you think it's bigger? I, I would it's guess bigger. it's probably bigger. With all, well, if we're that. talking about just sports betting, probably. But things like horses, definitely way, way down. Oh, really? Yeah, I did not know. So, what are they going to do with all these horse tracks around the country? They're going away. That's the thing. Real? Are they really? Yeah, absolutely. Are they doing? Look, they're doing okay here, aren't they? Look at look at the dog track in Hudson. Dog that tracks also oh, yeah. all going away. Yep. Yeah, they're going away. That's that sort of thing. I wonder well, why. Good. Well, why? Yeah, you can. Do it online. You could you could do it on you can do a lot yeah, of that is a problem, uh, online on online gambling. You have a lot more casinos mm-hmm. in the in the country. Yeah. So if do I want to go to the dog track and watch the dogs? Yeah, probably not. Um, or which was in, in Hudson, or from the Twin Cities to go from here here to Hudson. Oh, what's that? A forty-five, fifty-minute drive. Yeah, probably. Okay. Yeah. Plus, I got parking. Now I have to. I. What do I know about the dogs? Right. Okay. But for I'm a lot of people, there. the experience at the track is really what it's all about, though. I, I understand. Now I'm going to get get back. If I really want to go go bet and gamble, <laughs> I can go to any. I could go to Treasure <laughs> Island. Mm-hmm. Right. I could. Right. I could go to uh, Myst- Mystic Lake. I've got free parking, I've got better food, and I've got all these other games, plus there are a lot more people around. So there's a little more sociability uh, with that, and I can spend less time. You spend a lot less time, yeah. Okay, because if if you're going to, I don't know about the the dog track, because I've never seen the dogs run, but if you go to Canterbury... Or any of the other horse tracks around the, around the country, and it's something that I I like. It's a long, it's a long afternoon, <clears throat> or into, into the evening. Do people understand that if you do go to the, not necessarily the Minnesota casinos, we'll leave them out of the conversation. <laughs> but those machines are set up for you to lose. Mm-hmm. They people do know believe that, don't they, they can defeat them, though. Oh, they do they really? Oh yeah, this machine's due. I've been watching it for eight hours straight, and it's you know <laughs> hasn't paid out, so it's due. Well, just even even if they, I, I'll say the first time I went to Las Vegas or and also to Reno, they right. had they would advertise ninety five percent winners on our machines. Uh huh. So people with ninety five percent winners win one hand. Is that what it is? Well, it's well. Just just think of that. If I bet, if I bet ten ten dollars, put ten dollars in the machine, mm-hmm. you're going to get ninety five percent of it back. I'm going to get ninety five percent of it back. Mm-hmm. Over what period of time? Don't know, but mm-hmm. I get ninety five percent of it back. Oh, I'm winning. Yep. Okay, so they they've just picked up, you know, a five percent. Yes. And how long did it take you to bet that? 10 bucks in a machine like two three minutes probably okay yeah so now i've got i've got my um 
$9.50. I'm going to go, I'm going to win again. You mm -hmm. go big, though? And, and you're going to get 95% of $9.50 back. Okay, so over a course of, we'll just, we'll just say fairly quickly, over a over course of 20 minutes, that 10 bucks mm -hmm. is zero. Mm -hmm. Because you can't tell what the machine's going to do. No, now, handheld cards are a lot easier to bet on than a card machine, I'm assuming. Debatable. Oh, really? It's not that... I'm not a gambler, see? I don't know anything about gambling. Well, they run with, like, ten decks at this point. It's, you can't really count... Oh, they the, do, really? You can't count the cards. You can't predict anything. It's all by design. So you can't outwit... No. Okay. As I once told my son, Judd, who was a very, very good card player, mm -hmm. um, when he first started um, going to the, down the Mystic Lake, and he would lose... Oh, I should be winning. I should do. I said, Judd, look at this building that you are in. Yeah, well, there is that. Yep. Where did they get the money, do you think? It's not all coming from the bank. No. Um, I, I always felt like I worked too hard for my money to just go blow it mm -hmm. on something. And mm -hmm. that, I understand that. But I'll, I'll, I'll go back. Yes. But I'll go back to one of the reasons that I in, invest in, in casinos. People will will go. There are enough people who go to bet. There are people who, who will go for the general experience. Mm -hmm. You've got good food. You've got real nice hotel rooms. Mm -hmm. You've got retail, high-end high end retail. Um, and over the overall cost to go to Las Vegas for a vacation is um we'll say on the low to medium end typically you're going to get good weather and there's something to do and there are a lot of people who first go to las vegas because it's still a convention city and they've got huge convention areas and they're and that has continued to bring in money to the city then you add other other experiences that are there. Um, you've got Raiders football. You have Golden yeah. Knights hockey uh, that, that's there. You've got college basketball. Next, I think it's next week you're going to have Formula One uh, racing. racing. Okay. And yeah, we had a caller that, just talking about that. He's going to uh, Vegas for F1, right? Yep. Right. Chris, yeah. And uh, Vegas said that that is going to increase, or at least given the casinos that have already reported earnings, they said that, that the three days of that race uh, will increase their revenues. Uh, I think it's 5% for... You know, over that three-month period of time, that's that's a that's a, a, that's that's a, a big, big number. Okay, and that doesn't count all the other things that are going to get a boost in in Vegas because not everybody's going to be going or staying at MGM or the Wynn or a Caesar's Hotel. There will be other hotels that are going to to benefit. You have all the other restaurants that are going to benefit. Uh, from that 
Then I add in all the people who drive Uber are going to yeah to to benefit. So it's a big boost to the uh, Vegas Vegas economy. Uh, then you have the Super Bowl coming coming up, not to mention all the other casinos. And as these, um, I'll say the casino companies have all reported, uh, in terms of Vegas, they're just, um, they are now exceeding the revenue that they generated pre-COVID. Really? Yes. God, that's pretty impressive. Now, you, because they stack so many decks in, you cannot count cards anymore, from what I understand. Right. That hasn't been a thing for probably <clears throat> 10 years. Oh, it's been 10 years? Because I, I know there were card counters who were very good at that, but apparently you can't even do that anymore because they go with like 10 decks yeah, at a time. if there's enough decks, you can count all the cards you want. It won't matter. It won't matter, yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I, I don't know why it is either. I was never attracted to gambling. I just never, mm -hmm. I mean, I'll do it once in a while, couple, like it's, two it's times a year maybe. To me, it's entertainment. Yes, it is entertainment. It's going to cost you 100 bucks if you put 100 bucks in the machine. But, <laughs> so there you go. But, you know, to me, it's, it's one, of the, one of the places where I have gone for, for a few days and it's been very nice and peaceful. I got a yeah. great room. Yeah. I'm guaranteed great food um the running is not not that not that bad and the people watching is is a lot of fun you used to go there a lot you know with the kq morning show and all that but before i understand now is you do not want to wander very off very far off the strip because apparently there's some some ruffians that nefarious have nefarious characters nefarious mm -hmm. characters so I, I understand. I understand that not not on the strip. That's fine. Although one of my favorite Vegas stories because I think we did. Andy, you went on what? One, one, just one or two of the Vegas trips. One. Yeah, one. I think we ended up doing like seven or eight of them. Whatever the deal is. My favorite of all time was we're sitting in the in the little buffet area at breakfast time, and this guy, his wife started going what. What are you doing? What are you doing? And very loud. And he goes, just leave me alone. I'm fine. He goes, no, you're not. There's something going on. He goes, no, just leave me alone. Turned out the guy had pooped his pants at the table. And he finally stood up and took his pants down and said, there, you happy? So the <laughs> cops all closed. Oh my it was unbelievable. <laughs> so is that mindset kind of a Vegas thing? <laughs> so you're sitting there, you poop your pants, but you go, oh, uh, whatever. I'm in Vegas. Who cares? I will never wow. forget that as long as that guy poop. This guy was about probably 60 years old, too. He wasn't a young guy. Oh, gosh. But his wife was not happy with him, I will tell you that. Oh, my. That's... I mean, one time in my life, and it was out in Vegas. I don't remember which trip it was. But I went down to play some, I don't know. I always played the video poker deals. And once in my life, I sat down. I played one hand. I won like $490, got up and left. That's the way you got to do it. Because why would you stay? You just hit the jackpot. There's no reason to stay there. Because they were going to get it all back, weren't they? Mm -hmm. They were going to get it all back. <laughs> if you remember, I said 95% yeah. winners. It's the law of large numbers. You can't beat it. All right, we got about three minutes left. Any closing comments? I have a the stock market... You know, will continue to, to fluctuate. It's, yes. it's continued uh, right now. The overhang of the Federal Reserve 
on the market is still pretty pretty strong. Mm -hmm. We're coming to the. We still have some a lot of earnings to to come out uh, over the next uh, few weeks, including some of the retail retail sales numbers. I think they're going to be we'll say dicey uh, uh, coming out, and then we're going to start in with. Black Friday and shopping, mm -hmm. uh, which the um, which is not anticipated to be strong, but I think there's going to be some surprises coming with that. Pleasant surprises. Pleasant. Good. Pleasant surprises uh, coming uh, with that. I am still, we'll say, positive on the stock market overall, uh, but again, it's not going to be a straight up to the moon kind kind of no thing. i understand that i haven't i haven't even looked at it today how's the market doing today today the market is positive a lot of green on the on the screen god that's been happening a lot recently hasn't it the, the stock market it, market's had, it been has been yeah. i do have one of one of my friends say we're getting ready for the roaring 20s is that a good or bad thing? <laughs> I think that's a that's a good thing. I hope you're right. That it's a wonderful. good good thing. As long as it what happened at the end of the twenties doesn't come. Mm, yeah, around. that's the thing. Well, that's now you, if you know the Roaring Twenties, say okay. Eek. I've got no. I've you got scared Six me. years. <laughs> I have six years to do very well. There you go. And then where do you put it to protect it from the Roaring from nineteen twenty nine? Where do you put it? Yeah. Put it in cash. It's got to be right. It's got to be cash. You just go to cash. All right. Well, thank you, sir. Good advice again. Andy, is that going to do it? That should do it. All right. We'll talk to you on Monday.